Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old-school business practices and the traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. When you hear people talking about pursuing the American dream, oftentimes that dream includes the prospect of business ownership. But as many of you already know, owning a business is so much more than a fleeting aspiration. You have to be open to expert insight from outside advisors and be willing to put in long, thankless hours away from your family on the quest to finding long-term success. And still, people choose this path every day, and the concept of business ownership remains a mainstay in our American ideals. Today, we are joined by a business owner who, like many others, found himself driven to leave a very successful career in corporate America to start a business of his own. On today's episode of Unsuitable on Ray Radio, we are going to find out what led Austin Black, co-owner of William & Grant Design, LLC, to make his decision, what challenges did he face during the startup process, where his business stands today, and what lessons he's learned over the years. Welcome to Unsuitable, Austin. Thanks for having me, Dave. Good to have you. You're a a podcast rookie, I understand. I am. I am. I've listened to quite a few of these, but uh, yeah, this is my first time on a podcast. Good. And uh, I understand in doing my homework for today that uh, you have a uh, very short uh, bucket list. There are three things on your bucket list. Uh, One is to start a business, which you successfully have done. Uh, The second, to see the Browns participate in a Super Bowl. And the third is be a guest on a podcast. Yeah. So we can count two. Two or three is pretty good. Two or three. You know, I got a few years left in me, so hopefully that third one comes true. Now, you'd mentioned that uh, you'd listened to a number of um, the podcast on Ray Radio. I I assume you've listened to about 90. Uh, 94, to be exact. 94. And, uh, you know, as as you uh, have listened, you've heard the music in the beginning, the intro, and usually we, we like to you know, get some input from our guests about the walk-up music. And of course you played baseball and all baseball players have a walk-up song. So if you were to change the uh, introduction music to the podcast, to your podcast, what would be your uh, walk-up song? Oh man. I think that the walk-up song to this uh, podcast should probably be Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. But, okay. but after getting here today and being presented with a beer, as soon as I walk through the door, maybe a little Eric Church drink in my hand. I think that might be all right. Okay, so uh, we'll check with uh, our marketing team, see if they can make that happen. If they're not, if they're not, you know, out late drinking and all that stuff. Dave. So, well, you know that uh, that happens from time to time with that group. But uh, you know, tell us a little bit, uh, maybe an elevator speech about. William and Grant Design about what you guys do and what you're all about before we start into the today's topic. Uh, sure. Um, so just a little bit about us. Uh, we are located in Jackson Center, Ohio. Ohio. We are a uh, mechanical engineering design company. We utilize SolidWorks and Inventor as our design software, and we do a lot of different kind of design work. We've done uh, things for the manufacturing industry, for commercial products, um, kind of all over the board. Robot cells, weld fixtures. 3D design? Um, 3D design. It's all 3D. That's kind of the, the new thing out there. So. Good. How about uh, a lot of our listeners do a little task switching during the podcast. Why don't you uh, tell us your your website and maybe why we're talking, they can jump on the website. Uh, yeah. Our website is www.williamandgrant.com. It kind of goes through a little bit of what we're about. Um, we're also on Facebook, uh, not on Instagram, not on Twitter. We don't, we don't get into too much of that. 
we don't really advertise too much on the internet. A lot of our work comes from uh, uh, just recommendations from other clients. So, okay. well, on uh, unsuitable, we get a lot of feedback from our listeners wanting to to talk about uh, and have guest entrepreneurs who face challenges and victories of of leaving corporate America to start a business. And your name came up uh, immediately in that in that process. But let's talk about the decision to make a career path change. You know, uh, you probably had a wonderful compensation package with a benefit package as, as long as your arm, but you left, you walked away from that. Uh, what was the deciding factor? Honestly, I don't know if there was just one thing. It was kind of a lot of, a lot of different things that, that I learned over the years. And I think I just had it in the back of my mind that uh, one day I want to be, you know, my own boss. I want to start a company. And luckily, I found someone else along the way, my business partner, Lance Woolley, who also shared a similar view. And together, we, I, it wasn't just an, uh, an immediate decision to leave. We planned for you know, over a year. And even after a year, we were still wondering, is this the right decision? But you know, we took that leap, and, and luckily, things have been working out for us so far. How long have you been in business? We've been in business uh, almost four years now. Four years? Four years, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. You know, let's go behind the scenes a little bit. Obviously, this is um, was a tough decision uh, in some regards. Can you share with me the day that you decided you wanted to do this and you sat down with your spouse and had that conversation? How did that conversation go? <laughs> at first, she looked, like, looked at me like I was crazy. And why would I leave such a good job behind to go out and do something with so many unknowns? But I think after that year of planning, I wore it down pretty good. And she eventually said, I'm sick of you talking about it. Go ahead and do it. That's fine. So, so you wore it down. I think I wore it down. Yeah. How about the conversation with your other support group, your parents? They were not as receptive at first uh, as, as even my wife was. That, you know, you have, you have a lot of security. Why would, you, why would you do such a thing? But through a lot of conversations, a lot of talks, um, I think I finally got my point across and, and they are my biggest supporters. My whole family is my biggest supporter and I couldn't do it without them. Did you share this decision with your, your mother-in-law? Now, I understand that uh, through the grapevine that you kind of suck up to your mother-in-law. And, oh, and every she's chance I get. Every chance I get. So I you, had, you had support, great support from your, mm -hmm. your closest support group. Mm -hmm. When you made uh, the decision... To, to leave and start your own business. How many clients did you have at that time? I had zero clients. Zero clients. Mm -hmm. What about your capital structure? Did you have uh, uh, excess capital to start the business? My partner and I fully funded it ourselves. And we had some of the bank support, but not, not a lot. And you were 27 when you made this decision? I was 27 years old. So let me get this right. Let me walk through this. You're 27 years old, no clients. I understand you did not take one accounting or bookkeeping class at Ohio Northern. That's correct. How about any marketing classes? I, I did not. Are you nuts or what? Yes, a little bit. Maybe one too many beers. I don't know. Yes. Could be that. Uh, at that time when you started, did you even know what a LLC was a P&L, balance sheet, cash flow statement, 1065. Did you know of any of those terms? Um, I think I'd heard of an LLC as we were starting to get the company set up, but a lot of the other stuff, 
I had uh, other resources to kind of fall back on. Uh, I knew a couple accountants and uh, s- some people who could really give me some good guidance. And that really went a long way when we first started off and, and still to this day. You know, let's talk about business plan. We hear a lot uh, from our clients and the entrepreneurs that, you know, the business plan is important, but very uh, difficult uh, to put together. Was your business plan an inch thick or maybe was it on the back of a cocktail napkin? Um, it, it wasn't on the back of a cocktail napkin, but maybe, you know, just a couple pages. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a big book or a big manual. And like you said, it is very difficult to kind of sum up what you want your company to be and what your goals are in, in just a few words. Um, but we put together uh, an outline of, of who we thought our customers could be, what kind of services we would offer, because we are a service-based company, and you know, what we thought our projections would be through the first year. And from there, I guess that's just where we started. And then as you get into your business, you find out that you might have made some of those predictions right, and other ones are going to change drastically. Do you ever, just for fun, ever go back and revisit that business plan as you sit here today? Uh, I do it every once in a while, and I kind of laugh at it. It's pretty simplistic for, for what I deal with today on a, a daily basis. So there's a lot more that goes into it than just the technical side. And that's what I'm good at. I'm good at the technical side of my job, the business side, and the marketing side, and the sales side. That That's something I kind of had to learn as I went along. Now, we mentioned that in the start, in the beginning, you had no clients, which is a little bit unusual for you know a startup business. Usually, they have a, a couple uh, mm-hmm. early adopters mm-hmm. or, or uh, sugar daddy clients that, to get them started. But how did you get your first client? Well, when we first started off, we both, let, we both worked at the same company. We left and we had a lot of connections in the area with a lot of local vendors, a lot of machine shops. And, and those kind of companies. And when we left, we thought, well, for sure we could get business from these guys. Well, that wasn't quite the case. And I'm guessing a lot of entrepreneurs who have had the same feelings as me, that similar situation has happened to them. So we had to go and do a lot of cold calls, a lot of site visits, and that didn't work either. So what we did was we relied on our, our connections, our vendors, people we bought our software from, and just tried to get the word out there that we were looking for work. What kind of information can you guys provide with us on the industry in our area that would help us, you know, maybe get an in with a client? And so we got in with a client, I'd say, in the, actually in the second or third month of, of being in business. And then we went another two months without getting another client. And then after that, there's been no turning back. We have more work than we know what to do with. <laughs> so... It kind of just through word of mouth and um, using our vendors and our network to find out what kind of work is available have, have kept busy. So. so for the first five or six months, you basically had two clients mm-hmm. and began to build from there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you lost money in those first few months of operation. Yeah. Uh, one thing we did do when we started out was we kept our costs relatively low. We didn't have the fanciest office with nice leather couches and big 70-inch screen TVs. We spent our money on the things that were uh, the, the core components of our company, which were computers and software. So we were ready to go when we, got, when we would get a bid. Yeah, you're right. I've been in your office. You do not have the 70-inch screen TV, but I think it's like 68-inch. I think, I think it is. It's not quite 70. So, so that was a big sacrifice. It was. It really was. Those two extra inches. I mean, it, yeah. 
So uh, let's 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 go back to the capital issue. You said you and your partner Lance funded it out of uh, your own pocket. Uh, I would assume that would be using uh, lifetime savings, uh, maybe home equity loans on the home, et cetera, things like that. Is that is that the right? Yep, it was uh, just home savings. Um, we didn't get into any of our you know lines of equity, but we saved up. Like I said, planned it for a year built a nice nest egg so that when we did leave our, you know, full-time jobs, we weren't, you know, out of our houses in three months after that because we just sacrificed everything. So we definitely did a lot of planning. Um, Having a secondary income was nice as both of our wives work. I think I had to do a lot of cooking in those first couple of months just to to keep her on my good side. But um, did that work on the good meals? I made a couple bad ones though. And I was, that didn't work. No, it didn't work so well. Now, to to add to this mix, both you and your partner not only uh, had purchased, um, you know, new homes and were remodeling homes, but uh, both you guys, the way I understand it, were talking about starting a family. That's correct. So no time but the present to start a new business. Right. (laughs) Luckily, we waited till year two of the business to do so, and we probably should have coordinated it better uh, or at least talked about it, but we had our son in March of last year and he had his son in April. So at least we staggered it by a month. So when was we that had that paternity was that leave, business plan? Um, you know what? I, I wish it would have been, you know, something we should have talked about a long time ago. You know, obviously you guys did a tremendous amount of homework and you saw the statistics uh, that are regularly published about uh, the failure of businesses in their first two to three years. Did that scare you? A little bit. Uh, but at the time we started our business, we were kind of noticing a trend uh, in the marketplace for our type of work. Um, after the recession at my previous company, we noticed there were, they were laying people off, uh, people were leaving for other jobs. And then w- after the economy got better, people, they weren't hiring people anymore. They were farming that out to contractors or to other groups. And we saw, uh, a lot of opportunity in that. So that was, uh, I guess, one of the main driving factors for us is that there's going to be a lot of work out here. We don't see this trend drying up anytime soon. And it's, it's worked out for us really well. You know, we talked about the first few years and, and, and kind of joked laughingly tongue in cheek about your lack of business experience. Mm-hmm. How did you overcome that? Relied heavily on my accountants and my financial planners and just did a lot of homework. Um, listened to a lot of podcasts. There you and, go. And, and that, that's one thing that even this podcast has helped me out a lot because it brings up questions that I wouldn't normally think of. I'm so immersed in my company and we're doing the technical side of the work is that, you know, I may not think about my retirement or I may not think about I don't know, a handful of other, you know, topics you guys have talked about on here. So it definitely brings up some discussion points for me and my business partner to go through. And um, so we, we tackle those when we, we have the time to, to breathe. Sure. Do you use uh, QuickBooks as your accounting we, we program? We do use QuickBooks. Are, are you the individual in the company that runs QuickBooks? Yes, I am. You know, in our notes, you, sh- you sent me an email, uh, and I think it started out uh, after a 13-hour workday plus travel. I'm headed home. Here are the notes for the podcast. Mm-hmm. When do you have time to enter the checks and disbursements? Was it after that 13th hour? Our day or is the weekend? Uh, it's usually uh, at the end of the 13-hour day or early the next day um, before I get started on, uh, you know, some more technical side work. 
uh, it was definitely a challenge at first to figure out how to do all that stuff and to balance everything. There's a lot more balancing the sales and the marketing and the books and, and everything than I thought it would be when I first started. You still wake up at two in the morning? Uh, four in the morning. It's four in the well, morning. Two in the morning if, if my son's teething, but he's running out of teeth to get. So, so it's more teething than worrying about the business. It, oh, exactly. Exactly. Are you able to take a family vacation? A lot of entrepreneurs that we talk put that on hold. Um, yes. And I think that uh, Lance and I have done a good job of, of doing that over the last couple of years because to us, family comes first. Um, with the with being an entrepreneur and owning my own business, uh, the work life balance was definitely a, a factor in there, and so I want to make sure that yeah, I'm working 13 hour days here and there, but we're going to go on our vacations and we're going to, you know, if I'm gone, Lance will support. If he's gone, I'll support. And and I just think it's it's a key thing to do to just recharge your batteries. So, you know, you'd mentioned that. Uh, currently, the uh, backlog is is strong. You have a lot of work. Does your business plan call for expanding, hiring another engineer? Uh, yes, and that's probably something we should have addressed months and months and months ago. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it, it's you get into this uh, deal where you're working on your in your business, not on your business, and that's something I think. That I need to do a better job of is working on the business and making sure we have the talent to support uh, our, our workload. Uh, we could have accepted a lot more work if, if we had more people, but when's the, when's the time? I got to do the books. I got to go home. I want to see my family. You know, it's, it's one of those things. So it's something we'd like to do here in the future is grow relatively quickly. So what do you think uh, your greatest accomplishment is over the last uh, four years with the business? I think it's it's getting some of our key clients and keeping them happy for an extended period of time, providing constant support or, you know, answering their needs in a timely manner. Um, being a small company, we are pretty agile. We can, you know, at a moment's notice, be at, be at your facility. We're located right in Jackson Center, Ohio. So it's, it's an easy drive to Troy. It's an easy drive to Columbus. Uh, if you need me in Nashville tomorrow, I can be there in six hours. So there's a a lot of flexibility in what we do. Now, I'd ask you about your, your largest failure, but entrepreneurs don't fail. They fail forward. They learn from their mistakes. Can you share any mistakes that you guys uh, learned from? I think that our biggest failure or learning from our mistakes so far is that we should have grown quicker. We, we shouldn't have... We want to do bigger business. We have to act like a bigger business. We can't stay small forever. So I think that we should have been a little more proactive in in looking to hire. Um, we're tr- we're trying to take t- steps to do that now. But like I said, there's only so many hours in the day. I'm 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 seeing if we can get like a 25th, 26th hour added to the day. I don't know if that's going to happen. So we'll see. Or maybe well, a couple maybe extra you can build days those clients for that 25, 26. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, see if they like that. So again, two uh, 27-year-olds had the guts to do this. And uh, certainly uh, the crew at Ray and Associates applaud you for that. There's an entrepreneurial spirit that is very difficult to replicate. And you guys were able to do that. First few years, sounds like you challenged the uh, overcoming the lack of business experience. And, and you know, we were joking about uh, no accounting courses, no bookkeeping courses, no marketing courses. You guys just knew engineering the business, but mm-hmm. you've, you've learned. We've you've learned. probably made mistakes, but you've learned. Absolutely. 
So where where's the business today? Are you guys making money? Yeah, we're doing we're doing all right. Um, we're staying very very busy. <laughs> uh, work uh, working more hours than I thought I'd ever work, but it's it's going well. Would you do it all over again? Absolutely, hundred percent. You made a decision. You're stuck with it. How about going forward? Is that business plan we 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 joked about the business plan? Are you looking at a new business plan, a strategic plan? That's really what we need to approach next to plan more for our growth, to plan more for supporting our clients, maybe expanding the scope of of things that we do, services that we offer. Um, being a service-based business, you can only offer so many hours. And uh, I, th- I think it would be good to, you know, produce, to create the designs that, that we come up with. So. I think that would be a, a definite next step, maybe some expansion to a new building. We'll see. Fantastic. Great. Our guest today has been Austin Black, co-owner of William & Grant Design, LLC. And I think it's appropriate. We always like to do a first every now and then on uh, Unsuitable. I think uh, we should have a toast to the entrepreneurs. So I'll cheers to that, Dave. All right. Do you want to do the toast or you want me to? I'll, I'll let you do it. I think okay. you have something up your sleeve. Here, here's to the tremendous spirit of our entrepreneurs out there, the passion and the growth. Go for it. Cheers. You got it. Thanks again for joining us today on Unsuitable, uh, Austin. Thanks, Dave. Uh, great insight. Time went uh, very quickly. We're going to have to have you come back when uh, in year six to see how uh, the business is growing. That sounds great. And we've included several helpful resources for veteran business owners and budding entrepreneurs on our website at raycpa.com podcast. Go take a look. And if you're just joining us on Unsuitable and like what you hear, why not take that next step and subscribe? You can find Unsuitable on Ray Radio nearly anywhere at any time. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. 